To God be the glory for the great things he has done. Our God is great and greatly to be praised. And on a Monday night at the Good Hope Church, we just ought to glorify the name of our living Lord. Let's bless the Lord together tonight. Hallelujah. What a joy it is to be here in this sacred space called Good Hope. To thank God for his goodness and to worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. And to celebrate the gift that God has given to this place in the person of Dr. D.Z. Cofield. Will you help me celebrate your pastor, my brother, my friend? Come on, will you really help me thank God for the gift that has been deposited in this place in the person of Dr. D.Z. Cofield? Hallelujah. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. I'm so excited that out of all the people that he would contact to come and share during this week, he would include me in the list. I declare to you, man, that's a great honor, um, especially at such a significant time. I do not take this lightly. I'm grateful for the privilege. I'm honored. And I thank you for how much of a friend you are in that you would put me first. I'm grateful you get me out of the way and you can hear the real preaching for the rest of the week. This is called the pregame show and I'm grateful for the opportunity to serve in such a capacity and position. Your pastor loves you. He gets me out the way first and brings on all the heavy hitters thereafter. So thank you so much, sir for the privilege of being in this place tonight. To all of the reverend clergy who are in this place, God bless you one and all. Uh, to that magnificent music ministry that has ushered us into the presence of God tonight. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, this praise team has been phenomenal, and I thank God for them, and I'm overly grateful for the presence and the ministry of music. Elder Mark Taylor, he is a Chicago brother, and that's my homeboy. And I'm so grateful that my homeboy was here to minister to us, is here to minister to us tonight. Thanks be to God. I see so many Wheeler Avenue folk, I don't have any idea how they got here. I didn't tell anybody that I was coming over. You told them, okay, why you do that? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. The Wheeler Avenue congregation is in full effect tonight. Did the men's ministry just make this the... It looks like, okay, it looks like men's ministry just showed up. They're supposed to be at church meeting, but they came over here. Come on, brothers, stand up. Men's ministry, stand up. I see you, Deacon Square is their leader. God bless you, brothers. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for you. So glad that you came. And then other members of our congregation are here. I see you, Sister Nellen. I see other members of the congregation who are not in men's ministry. Uh, we have summer interns uh, who are with us, uh, who are seminarians or undergraduates who are preparing for ministry. And uh, they had no choice. They had no choice but to come. Uh, the, everybody else had a choice. They, this, this, this part of what they got to do. They just got to go wherever I say go. And so I'm glad that they are here. Uh, God bless you, brothers. Praise the Lord for you. And, and my sons are here. I have, we have five children, uh, but two of, the, two of them are boys, and my boys are hanging with me these days. I appreciate that. And uh, so my sons, Marcus D. Cosby II and Matthew D. Cosby, are both over there, and I'm grateful. Where are they? All right, I see. They see they're over there, and I praise God for them. And they, they like to be unseen. At least one of them likes to be unseen. The other one wants to be seen by many. And uh, so they are here, and I'm grateful for their presence tonight as well. There's a word from the Lord tonight. If you have your Bibles, I invite your attention to a well-known passage of Scripture found in the Old Testament book of Proverbs. The Old Testament book of Proverbs at chapter 29. 
and we'll begin our reading at verse 18. The Old Testament book of Proverbs at chapter 29, begin our reading at verse 18. If you have that passage of scripture, say amen. amen. If you don't, say wait for me. I'm waiting, I heard you. Just after the book of Psalms, you'll find the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. If you see red letters in your Bible, you've gone too far, go left, go left, go left. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, beginning at verse 18, the word of the Lord reads like this. Where there is no vision, the people perish, but those who keep the law, happy are they. That's enough. Amen. Praise God for his holy word. You may be seated in the presence of our good and gracious God. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But those that keep the law, happy are they. Elder Taylor, you didn't know that the Holy Ghost was leading you in the same direction as he was leading me. For these moments that we spend together tonight, I want to talk simply from the subject, we need a word from the Lord. We need a word from the Lord. Where there is no vision, the people perish. To be sure, my brothers and sisters, vision is a necessary thing in this thing called life. To be sure, there are those who suffer from the lack of of physical vision. When physical vision has been diminished, it challenges one's ability to navigate through the spaces of life. Physical vision, the lack thereof, can be and provide a challenge for those who are trying to make their way from one place to another. But when the Bible speaks of vision in Proverbs chapter 29, it does not speak to us about physical vision. It speaks to us not of natural vision. It speaks to us of spiritual vision. The Hebrew word for vision is a word that speaks to us about revelation. That which is communicated to us to help us know God's will for our lives. To be sure, a working definition for vision tonight would be a clearly articulated, clearly communicated word from the Lord that helps us to know God's will for our lives and to walk therein. Let's hear it again just for those who, who want to know exactly what vision is from a biblical perspective. When you see this word vision in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, it is a clearly articulated, clearly communicated revelation or word from the Lord that helps you know God's will for your life so you can walk therein. And I submit tonight that we need a clearly articulated, clearly communicated word from the Lord in times like these. I submit that every time we show up in church, we need not show up, as the elders would say, for shape, form, or fashion. But we need to come into this place so that we can receive a word from the Lord, so that God can speak to our hearts, so that God can communicate to us through God's spokesman exactly what we need 
need for such a time as this and tonight good hope Baptist Church ought to be just as happy as they can be that you're able to celebrate that God saw fit to send into this place 25 years ago a spokesman who could clearly articulate and clearly communicate the word of the Lord so that you will know God's will for your life and walk therein that's why we celebrate this week that's why we celebrate this month because God has literally hooked you up with just what you needed just when you needed it most and you're able to celebrate what God has done aren't you glad that God loves you so much that he would send you somebody who is able to speak the word of God to you in a way that would help you know God's will for your life so you could walk therein tonight my brothers and sisters I submit that you ought to be grateful when God speaks through God's spokesman when God communicates to you you exactly what God's will is for your life and isn't it wonderful that God can use one man to preach one sermon out of one Bible and hundreds of folk go home saying that was just for me <laughs> have you ever been in church where it seemed like the preacher knew all your business it seemed like the preacher knew exactly what was going on in your house and in your circumstance that's because the Holy Ghost of God is able to speak through God's prophet exactly what you need just when you you need it most so you can know God's will for your life I don't know how you feel about it but I need a word from the Lord I need God to speak in a way that allows me to have the joy of the Lord which is my strength I need God to speak to me so I will know that trouble don't last always I need God to speak to me so that I will know that everything's gonna be all right here it is the Bible says that where there is no vision the people perish now I need to talk to you about that tonight because it seems to me that God is speaking to us to help us understand that no matter what else goes on, no matter what else you receive in life, don't fail to get a word from the Lord. You missed it. Everybody on your road should have said something right there. That was a good spot to say amen. I said whatever else you get when you come to church, make sure you don't fail to get a word from the Lord. I know you come for fellowship, but you better get a word. I know you may come for ministry meeting, but you better get a word. I know you like hearing the music, but you better get a word from the Lord. Where there is no vision, the people perish. May I suggest in the first place of my three little points tonight that you, those of us who understand anything about vision need to understand that proper vision provides clarity. Proper vision provides clarity. Let the church say clarity. You know we live in a world filled with murkiness. We live in a world filled with circumstances and situation that's that situations that can cloud our vision we live in a world that can sometimes mess us up looking at the circumstances of life that are all around us as a matter of fact somebody in here can testify that there are some seasons when life tries to knock the life out of you and you you can't clearly understand everything that's going on sometimes you get pushed back into a corner and you can't find your way out 
And I submit tonight that when you get a word from the Lord, it, it allows the scales to fall from your eyes. When, when you get a word from the Lord, it helps you to navigate circumstances a whole lot better, see things a whole lot more clearly because God is communicating which way his children ought to go. He'll tell you if you listen, don't go that way, go this way. He'll tell you if you listen, don't listen to them, listen to them. He'll tell you if you listen, don't hook up with them, hook up with them. If you listen, he'll clear up the murkiness of your life. He'll provide clarity. I like that about the word of God. It helps us to understand God's will and way for our lives. We need a word from the Lord. Don't you fool yourself. You got to make sure that when you come to church on any given Sunday, any given day, that while the preaching is going on, you can't let the enemy make you sleepy now. This ain't the time for sleep now because you don't know what hell you're going to catch when you leave out these doors. You need to stay awake and stay attentive. You need to perk up. Make sure you're not passing notes right now. Don't be playing with me now. Don't talk to me now. Hit me after the benediction because I don't know what's going to go down after this service. And I need to make sure I got some clarity in this life. Anybody in here knows tonight that sometimes life can weigh so heavily upon you, you don't know which decision to make. You don't know whether to speak up or shut up. You don't know whether to walk forward or stand still. You don't know whether to cry, holler, cuss. I mean, not cuss. You don't know what to do. Sometimes it's just unclear. Uh, but when you get a word, Somebody can testify that word has been hidden in your heart so that you might not sin against God. Somebody can testify, I need to get a word because I need to know how I'm going to make it through these next several days of my life. I love it. I love it. God's, God's vision, proper vision, <laughs> provides clarity. That's why some folk can leave out of here and they can have the testimony, even though... You call it not a church song. You may not call it a church song. But somebody leaves church singing, I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Somebody can walk out of church every now and then and say, I'm so glad that man preached that sermon because now I understand why they keep acting as crazy as they acting because they're intimidated by the favor of God that's on my life. And now I can walk more boldly because I've cleared some things up through his word. And I, I appreciate that, Pastor. I appreciate that because I need to know <laughs> that God is still on my side. With all the murkiness, all the foolishness in life, I need to know that God is still making a way out of no way. <laughs> I need to hear somebody tell me everything's going to be all right. I, I need to hear somebody tell me, keep the faith. God's going to move that mountain if you got enough faith to believe. I need somebody to tell me that even if weeping endures for a night, joy is going to come in the morning. I need somebody to tell me that this too shall pass. And so we need a word that's clearly articulated clearly communicate. I, I don't need a word that tries to make me more confused than I already am. 
God deliver us from all these deep preachers who all they want to be is deep. I don't need you to be that deep that I can't, I can't navigate through what you're trying to tell me. As a matter of fact, I'm so confused now that I don't even know which way is up. I don't know how to walk because you're so deep. And I just believe that some preachers are drowning in their own depth. They're trying to impress us by their depth and they ain't said nothing yet. I need somebody to clearly articulate, clearly communicate the word of God. grew up at Emmanuel Baptist Church, 8301 South Damon Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60620, where Reverend Dr. L.K. Curry was my pastor. And uh, when I was growing up, Pastor Curry, whom I just talked to about 30 minutes before I got to church, Pastor Curry used to always bring in these wonderful preachers all year long. All year long, he'd bring in these guest preachers, these na notable named preachers, and we'd just be blessed by all the preachers that would come. And, and uh, you couldn't miss church because you'd miss a blessing. If you miss, miss just only wanting to hear from Pastor Curry. Because he'd bring in all these wonderful preachers and they'd be preaching all throughout the year. And, uh, and, and you, couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't just Google these guys. You, you couldn't just YouTube these guys because wasn't no YouTube then. Wasn't no, wasn't no Google. Wasn't no internet back then. Matter of fact, if you missed church, you had to get what's called a cassette tape. Uh, what no CDs, what no DVDs. You had to get a, okay, there's some millennials in here don't know what in the world I'm talking about. Please talk to somebody after the benediction. They'll tell you what a cassette tape Um. So we get a cassette tape and Pastor Coastfield will tell you that preachers would pass preachers' cassettes all around. We wanted to hear what the preachers had to say. We'd be passing cassettes all around. And one preacher that would always come to Emmanuel every single year was Dr. Martin Luther King Sr., we called him Daddy King. Daddy King would come and preach at the, at the Emmanuel Baptist Church every single year. And when he would come to preach, he would stay over after worship because we had what was called lunch and dinner fellowship in the fellowship hall. That's old school church. That's, that's probably something that we don't know much about no more. But they'd have chicken and green beans and collard greens and, and they'd have salad and then they'd have a little piece of cake, little, little piece of white cake back there and they'd have some red punch we called it punch, y'all call it soda water but all that was there and while we were sitting back there eating our fried chicken and green beans Daddy King would just be telling stories. He'd just be going on and on telling us stories. And one story he told Dr. D.C. Cofield was when his son, Martin King Jr., would be preaching at the Ebenezer Church. He'd be using all them $10 words that he learned. He'd be on PhD. He'd be using all them $10 words. And Daddy King would be sitting behind, Daddy King would be sitting behind him saying, make it plain, son. Make it plain. Yeah. Make it plain, son. Make it plain. You want to know how some folk come to church every single week? Because they need God to clear up some stuff in their lives. And every time they sit in their favorite seat, in their favorite service, y'all do that over here. We got some folks sit in their seat. It's their seat because they hear from God better in their seat. And they sit in their seat in their service. And they're sitting there with bated breath looking at Pastor D.C. Cofield saying, make it plain, Pastor. Make it plain. Because I need a word that's going to clear up some of the mess in my life I submit child of God that proper vision provides clarity a clearly articulated clearly communicated word from God provides clarity but can I push it a bit farther because I submit in the second place that improper vision produces enmity 
Oh, okay. If proper vision provides clarity, I su su suggest that improper vision produces enmity. Let the church say enmity. E-N-M-I-T-Y. Enmity. It literally means fracture. Factions. Brokenness. Barrenness. Agitation, aggravation, frustration, enmity separates you from the will and way of God for your life. Enmity pulls you away from that which God desires for you. Enmity will put a rupture, a chasm between you and the will of God for your life. Watch the text. The Bible says where there is no vision, no clearly articulated, clearly communicated word from the Lord, the people perish 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 now you got to understand that hebrew word perish does not mean to immediately die it literally means to be cast away it means to be separated it means to be fractured from the will of god it means to be separated pulled apart from that which is the best thing for you which is god's will for your life and the bible says where there's no vision the people are cast away you got to understand the context out of this little wisdom literature in proverbs the context is that the people of god god's chosen people israel have now been taken away into babylonian captivity they are no longer in the space and place where they want to be they have been taken away by the cruel hand of nebuchadnezzar and his imps they have now put their brutal neck foot on their necks and they cannot do as they would please it is a time of separation it is a time of anxiety. They're no longer at the place where they want to be. They have been pulled apart, ripped, stripped, robbed from their homeland. As a matter of fact, the temple has been destroyed. And as a consequence, the priests are no longer ministering. There is no clearly articulated, communicated word from the Lord. And the people in Psalm 137 are now in a broken, barren state. How do you know, Cosby? Because when you read Psalm 137 you'll find out that their captors required of them a song. The Israelites were singing people. They were celebrating people. They were shouting people like the saints of God at the Good Hope Church. They sing, they shout, they celebrate. And the Bible says that when their captors required of them a song, here was their response. How can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land when we've been pulled away when we've been separated, when there's enmity between us and what we love so much. Have you ever been there? Where it felt like you were separated from the will and way of God for your life. Have you ever been there when you couldn't even sing your song? Have you ever been in church and church wasn't really in you and you couldn't feel after all the hell you had caught the last week, after all you were going through, you didn't know how you were gonna deal with your situation? You seemed separated. Improper vision produces enmity. That's why we got to have a word from the Lord. Because it don't make sense to come to church and leave the same way I came. That's why you got to come to church and hear a real word from the Lord. I don't want to leave here worse off than the way I came. Oh, I need 10 or 12 people in here who say, if I make the decision to come all the way over here to Good Hope, I plan to leave here better than the way I came. I don't want to leave here the same way I showed up. I may come in broken, but I'm leaving blessed. I may come in bewildered, but I'm leaving with my head lifted up. I may come in here depressed, but I'm leaving delivered because I came to get a word from the Lord. 
child of God, with all we got to go through, this ain't the time to stay at home now. With all the hell we catching, this ain't the time not to hear a word now. With that fella still at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, I need to hear a word. Because if I don't get a word, ain't no telling what I might do. I might go pre revert to my pre-conversion days. I might say anything, do anything. So preacher, get up here and give me a word. Proper vision provides clarity. But improper vision, if you're left without a word, if you're left without that clearly articulated, clearly communicated word from the Lord, it produces enmity. Let me close my message though. I dare not hold you long. Your pastor said, we ain't staying all night long. I said, yes, sir. So I cut my two-hour sermon down. Because he gave me a clearly articulated, clearly communicated word. <laughs> so let me close my little message. But I tell you that proper vision provides clarity. Improper vision produces enmity. But I close it when I tell you that supervision promotes victory. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I said supervision promotes victory somebody say supervision now you can't just say supervision now, I heard somebody just say supervision like that's what you heard me say that ain't what you heard me say I said supervision so, yeah now you're preaching like a jack leg I mean like you're preaching like a preacher supervision promotes victory look at the next couplet we only are familiar most of us are only familiar with the first part of the verse where there is no vision the people perish but take a gander at the second part of the verse but those who keep the law happy are they I came to tell you tonight that when you get a clearly communicated word from the Lord it promotes victory in your life it takes you to a place that you got a smile on your face a pep in your step some joy in your heart because you know that God is still in control and is there anybody in here tonight who still needs a word from the Lord? Some supervision to let you know that everything's going to be all right. I contend, Dr. Cofield, that all of us who think we know what's best for our lives, who have our own personal vision, I contend that our personal vision will always be too small. If you're only relying on the vision that your family has for you, your vision will always be too small. If you only want to hear about what people think is best for you, that will always be too small. But when you get a word from the Lord, you know that it's going to provide victory in your life. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll bring it to pass. If he spoke it, you can take it to the bank. I need 10 or 12 people in here who know you can't always count on your pew partner. You can't always count on the folk down the street. You can't always rely on what they said to you at the job. But if you get a word from the Lord, it'll put a smile on your face, some joy in your heart, a dance in your feet, some clapping in your hands to let you know that God is still in Control. I'm closing, but can I find 10 people in here who ever left church 
with a smile on your face because it seemed like you heard exactly what you needed to hear for the circumstance you were going through. I like that about God's word, that God's word knows how to tailor make, be tailor-made just for me so that I can leave here with victory in my soul. And tonight, my brothers and sisters, the reason why we came out on a Monday night just to celebrate this man of God is because he, for 25 years, has been giving us a word from the Lord that gives us victory over our adversity. Is there a witness in the building tonight who can give God praise that every time you hear a word from God, he allows you to understand that he's going to make a way out of no way and give you victory over every adversity you may have in your life. I got to close the little message, but is there anybody in church tonight who can help me celebrate a word from the Lord? Because you know that God is still speaking and God is still in control and God is still making a way out of no way. I came tonight to tell you that if you get a word from the Lord, you'll keep your focused on moving forward and never going backward. Because that word will tell you forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Is there a witness in the building tonight who can testify that victory shall be mine? I need somebody in here to help me close now. Somebody ought to hear the word of the Lord. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and to give you hope. Can I get ten witnesses in here who are still happy that God is not only concerned about you right now. He's working on your not yet. He's down the road round the corner working things together for your good. Can I get ten witnesses who still believe that all things work together for the good of them that love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. And I need to ask the family here. Anybody love my Jesus? Anybody love my God? Whatever you're going through is working for your good. The Bible says that God is still on the throne. And because he's still in control, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Just stay focused on a word from God. And I can rest assured that God's going to make a way somehow. Because eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. It hadn't even entered into the hearts of men and women. The things God has in store for those who love him. I need to check the house again, D.C. Anybody here love my Jesus? Anybody here love my Lord? Won't he make a way for you? Won't he open doors for you? Won't he fight your battle for you? Somebody can testify. If I get one word, it'll change the way I live. If I get one word, it'll change my attitude. If I get one word, it'll change my disposition. I got to admit to you tonight, I thank God for the written word. And I thank God for the spoken word. But can I go to my seat when I tell you? And is there anybody in here still in love with Jesus? Anybody here still knows he'll make a way? Won't he make a way for you? 
Won't he open doors for you? Won't he fight your battle for you? Shout yes! 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 Because we 